0: No, no, no. i'll just uh hit the record change my view there we go sonic boom all right we're uh, we're rolling i think let me just double check that we're rolling yeah we're rolling we are
1: rolling we're doing it
0: all right and welcome to the pager train today i have on the show uh prudence bernadette youtuber uh filmmaker <laughs> um a lovely person extraordinaire welcome to the show
1: thank you so much it's lovely to see you and i'm happy to be here
0: yeah, well, thank you for doing a, um, a, a COVID episode. Normally, I get people into the studio, mm-hmm. um, uh, but uh, we're both uh, just off air before talking about uh, and boasting about our studios. I really love the, your, your setup there.
1: Thank you so much. It's my YouTube background, um, and I do everything over here. Record.
0: Yeah, I was, I was checking out some of your stuff today. There's one I didn't see before, because I've seen you online a few times, uh, was the uh, Gamer Girl.
1: Ah, thank you. It's a new series I've got on my channel at the moment where I talk about video games and everything to do with, you know, retro gaming.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I actually, you took me back on some of that Nintendo stuff. Um, yeah, uh, took me right back to my childhood. I think there was a time in history where that was the shit, though. Like, oh, you know, yeah. You've got to keep that into the context, you know? Absolutely. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, if we look back at it now as, um, like, this, um, uh, uh, you know, um, classic arcade. Yeah,
1: like that, you know, I think like the golden age of gaming, like in the um, early 80s when, you know, Nintendo was first happening and we had Zelda come out, Mario, it was just everything, kind of like the pillars of gaming came out then.
0: Yeah, well, there was the, the see, back then it was all tribal. I suppose it's tribal now, like you've got, uh, you've got Sony and Xbox, right? And, uh, yeah. and it's whatever you grow up on, really. But back then it was Sega and Nintendo. That was, uh, that was the rivalry.
1: Yeah, I actually had a Genesis when I was very, very young. I think it was handed down from somebody. And um, yeah, I think one of the very first Sonic games was on there.
0: Yeah. Um, but I don't know. There's something about platform gaming that I I, I still, uh, I don't know. It's the puzzle solving aspect of it. Um, it's it's the benign nature of it. Like, What's the reason you like platform gaming like that?
1: Well, I think I'm really into games with a heavy storyline because I like, you know, my JRPGs, I love my RPGs, but I think that I love puzzle solving. It gives my brain a break because I think I'm someone that gets so wired and I go down the rabbit hole of my filmmaking stuff and my um, development that I just need something to relax at the end of the day that is far away from my work. So that's why I just got really into it.
0: Yeah, I think um there is th- I think it really touched on something that I resonate with there um uh, the meditative state where yeah. your mind is active on other tasks then in the other parts of your mind are relaxing um yeah I can definitely relate to uh, I don't know you also tipped into another side that I can relate to is, is is obsession like I get into I get into a topic and I obsess I get right into things I research them to the, Ooh, the yeah. Um, end yeah.
1: Um, Absolutely
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But talking about being a filmmaker as well um, You were a finalist In Made in the West You did a a, a film called Peas Get Degrees um, Which would have been pretty cool Because you get to walk the red carpet Get to see a film on the big screen Um, But what drives you into filmmaking as well What's what's the vibe for filmmaking for you
1: Well I think To start with thank you so much for mentioning my film Um, I think that For me, filmmaking is really personal. And I think that um, what draws me in is that I'm a storyteller and I believe that everyone has a story to tell. Um, And I believe that I can really get out, I guess, everything that's been inside um, that I kind of bottle up and I can turn that into art. So my motto is, if it's bad and and it hasn't sat well with me, well, then you know what I can do with this? I can turn it into art and make it better. And that's how I've kind of gone through life. Um, a lot of my traumas I've actually just turned into uh, great works of art. So that's kind of what drew me
0: in. Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's definitely a good feeling, isn't it? To to yeah. turn um, negative energy into positive energy and into different energy as well. Like there's interpretation that's involved in that. Like I've made things with a with an intent, and then mm-hmm. when they're made, the people that read it or watch it or listen to it go, "Well, this is my feeling." I go, "Well, that's not what I intended at all." Yeah. Um, so there's this a shift of intent, shift of ownership. I think there's a release of energy out of you when you do something creative. And oh, um, gosh, yes. Yeah, and I think yeah. Some, sometimes negativity is a really good fuel. I try to make positive things sometimes. Um, it's doing good for me, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how I can be a positive heavy metal singer. I don't know how I can do that. Um, but <laughs> I suppose I could start trying.
1: Possible. <laughs> gosh, yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah, think sorry. that that's what's so great about, you know, being in this industry is that we're all so supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. And I know that in every work I do, though, now moving forward in my career, that everything I do, there there is going to be that yin and yang aspect. There is going to be a little bit of dark in everything I do that's light. So I think it's just acceptance, I guess, moving forward.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah like I, I certainly... I don't know, like, I, I, what springs to mind is um, when I did, um, you know, when I've written a set with a band, um, there's been some sets that I've written that have been really personal about how mm. I feel about the world at certain points. Yeah. And airing frustration. Um, it's it, There's nothing like having a microphone yelling into a crowd with your, uh, with your woes um, yeah. <laughs> and expressing it that way. But, I don't know, it, it ties back to podcasting and doing um, internet content as well for me, making yes. films and then having that platform to talk that platform to explore ideas with people. Like even in this forum, just doing podcasting, like Mm. Zoom podcasts are different or like, you know, online podcasts are different from in-studio. And I I find that the the similarity is that, you know, the the art of conversation itself, we still have to get those things into alignment, but I find a different lock-in. There's a different lock-in with different guests that I do online or I do in-studio Yep. um yeah so i was really well, getting to my point i know i go on um to, working with YouTuber with, uh, with content um I, I really enjoy your channel um i think that you're making some really cool content so i, I totally recommend people go there uh how do uh-huh. people find you on uh, your youtube channel i think it's pretty easy
1: oh it's it is pretty easy i mean i've gone through a bit of a a path to get myself accessible online. Um, but, yeah, you just have to go youtube.com forward slash Prince Bernadette and it's at Prince Bernadette on YouTube, Instagram and Facebook slash IMDb. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, well, let's talk about that journey. How did how did we get to that simple um, handle to find you online? What was Where was the start of that journey for you to get online?
1: Well, I think that there's, gosh, this conversation, we can go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, let's go down the rabbit, rabbit. hole. Let's, let's go, go down hole. We can. I think I, you know, I started, look for me, I started working on a series called Please Stop Talking, which was this original cartoon idea that I had in 2017. And it was this simple series about um, a little rabbit called bun bun and it was a slice of life comedy you know 30 second videos that I was putting up and I kind of went from that into transitioning into getting my work as an actress director and musician um like transitioning that into a more professional online presence so what I had to do was develop my online presence, develop my branding, my portfolio, um, so I could kind of just be taken seriously. Mm. Especially, I think it was hard because I'm when I started, I was maybe 21 when I was doing that, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people take you that seriously. I guess when you're 21, well, I don't think
0: people take you seriously anyway. You go, you go tell people, right? I want to, I want to, I want to do music. Mm-hmm. I want to be a storyteller as a filmmaker. I want to yeah. make online content that makes people um, think and perhaps even, you know, um, uh, do, like be, yeah. you know, be more um, um, like aware online and be more of a producer rather than a, an acceptor of information, be a creator of information. Yeah. I think um, it's an interesting journey uh, to go onto to that, and regardless of whether you're 21 or 30. I reckon people just look at you and go, what are you doing that for? Um, shouldn't you be doing something normal?
1: Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, we can go down this lane together. <laughs> Please,
0: let's do it. I, I like, come on. We've both been on this crazy journey and I'm, I'm sure looking at your content and like I was, I was having this resonation moment. I'm going, yeah, I, I reckon I totally know where Prudence is at. There's people telling her, why are you doing this for? And I can totally relate. And I just want to know your story. What's your journey with that?
1: Look, I think that the biggest thing I've had to learn over the last, I'm going to say two years, is the Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you the best person to tell this story? Why are you the best person to direct this? And I've had so many pitch meetings where I've had to pitch myself. And, you know, it's funny, I was only having this conversation today with people. Why Why are you the right person for this, Prue? And really the best answer that I have come up with is something that comes from my gut and it's that I cannot see myself doing anything else. There is a drive and a pull in me that tells me to do this Mm. right there's it's almost like an adrenaline rush when I start to work that drives me to keep going every day and if I didn't have that running through my veins then choose something else Mm. you know because I it's there's too much competition it's too saturated
0: yeah totally I think there's there's certainly the brightness of everything you know there's the there's the glim and glad uh glamour it. like there's the performance of music and like entertaining someone, is a good feeling. Um, you know, um, having good conversations with people, that, that's a good feeling. Um, creating spaces and like, um, you know, um, uh, displaying art, curating art, making art. Um, uh, these are all good feelings, yes. but there's a, a dark side to it. It's a lot of work, man. There's a lot of work involved in it. You can't just sort of fly by the seat of your pants. You've got to be targeted. And like, I think you brought up before, being professional. Um, you've got to have oh, a professional God. outlook on what you're doing.
1: At the end of the day, I know that this is a bit of a controversial opinion, but it's called show business for a reason. It's a business. It's same as the music business. Mm-hmm. There is an aspect of every actor or filmmaker or musician or even YouTuber out there where unfortunately, you know, there's admin. I mean, you should see all the paperwork I have for this stuff. Like you got, I mean, I know that you understand this more than anyone else, but a lot of people only see the final product mm. and go, Oh, that was just a 30 second video. You didn't do anything. You know, there's all the production, the planning, the lighting. I've got to make sure that I'm doing something that's trending currently. And then on top of that, you know, like with my acting work, I have a coach. I go to weekly coaching. I go to classes. Mm-hmm. I, I've had, you know, people in the industry help me with my branding on my portfolio. Yeah. There is, you got a lot of people only see the tip of the iceberg when there is a thousand things on that list that I've had to do and I'm sure I mean with Made in the West with the amount of work you guys put in it is insane
0: yeah it moves from being just like an email conversation because that's where it's still like when I first started the festival it's email conversations you talk to people that want to go to the festival you talk to people that want to enter the festival but all of a sudden once you start getting beyond hundreds of people Um, it will turn into what you'd call like an administrative architecture. You need a Mm. response time because if 200 people email you, you can't have the time to respond to them all individually. You need automated responses. You need to have Mm. um, um, checks and notifications with your people to make sure that you know when you're being contacted by someone. Correct. Um, You need to have a conversation with people, so you need to make sure that you are putting out content on these platforms that create conversation um, that's relevant to what you're doing. So therefore, you need to do research into what that content needs to be. Yes. You all need to create that content yourself. Um, and then there's the administrative arm of creating content, um, like even the, uh, yeah, everything from this podcast, like this. We're, in, we're we're we are on a tick box for me in a spreadsheet at the moment. So you know, I've got I've got my oh, targets yeah. I've got my interviews for the year, and I need to go through these checkpoints. And that's just my humble little podcast. Never alone all of your profile and i think that's that's the that's the that's the the dark side not the dark side i think that makes it negative like it it feels negative because a lot of work but it's actually the part that makes you sort of target hardened, and and it makes you a better vector for good ideas and 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 talented people
1: well absolutely i mean don't don't sell yourself so short i think that your podcast is so successful for a reason. And you're talking to people who are, you know, new green shoots in the industry or even some really established people. Um mm-hmm. I think it's really important to, I mean, acknowledge that, yeah, I'm a ticky box, but on your list or your spreadsheet right now, but that's great. You're doing your job. This wow. is a job. And I'm I'm the biggest advocate for making sure that everyone knows this is a job. We need to make sure that we acknowledge our gaffers. We need to make sure we I acknowledge our lighting people, mm. right down to the person that holds our boom. We have to respect every single job in this field. So I love what you're doing, and mm. kudos to you.
0: Yeah, thanks, Prue. I, I, think I look at it this way: like um, there's got to be you've got to be prepared to do every job. Yes. And if you're going to if you're going to start a business or be a practitioner, mm-hmm. especially in the field of media, there are so many arms of media. If you you need to be able to do, like anything from designing a poster. To designing a T-shirt, to um, um, coming at, working with a musician to come up with a riff, doing a voiceover, um, doing uh, uh, video editing, video capture, audio capture, um, and all the nuances that are in all those fields that I just mentioned, which are vast and many. Um, if you're going to be a practitioner, you've got to be prepared to do all of that. Um,
1: yeah, it's not just about being an actor or being a director. I can tell you no one in this industry has just studied for that one thing we all have to learn every aspect because how am i going to be a good actor if i don't know my framing how am i going to be a good actor if i don't know how i look on camera so i think that everyone should learn both sides of the coin before you know going into a professional job
0: yeah just thinking that you're going to rock up on set you're going (laughs) to go to your trailer Uh, (laughs) um the director's going to be a bit narky, but you'll get around that with your personality um, I think, yeah, I, there's there's more to it, folks. There's a lot more to it.
1: Let's all laugh in unison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God.
1: That is not, like, it's just so not how this is. I think that it's true. It's like 1% glam, 99% hard work, and not a lot of people want to know about that 99%.
0: Yeah. Barely anyone think, does. Well, I think, prove. But, but, I think the 99% is the juice as well, you know. Oh, that's yes. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, then why aren't you worried about that 99 like I like I, I, I revel in the fact that I could be someone's audio person, or their cinematographer, or all their henchman and goon in the film, you know, like whatever you want, man. I can I can facilitate some way, or if I don't, if I can't do it, I can find someone that can. Yes. Um, so I, I don't know. I just in, I'm I've embedded myself in it. And I think, um, yeah, and that's that's the juice, man. That's why it's cool. Like, uh, especially, I learned that in the music industry. I was in the, I started in music first, and then, I don't know. There's, there's a sort of like a underground following that goes with heavy metal, and that underground following is something that inspired me, and I wanted to try and translate that across to to film. Um, and so that's why I sort of started going down the festival route of trying to create a network, create a platform, create a stage and create a place where artists can go, man, check that show out. That was really cool. Yeah. That's the good thing in metal. Like everyone will go to each other's shows and they'll talk about it. Um, yes. And then they'll find other collaborations out of it. So that's what I really hope for the film industry. And I think it's really starting to take hold. There's other operators out there, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, that's one of the main aims of Made in the West is to, tap into that vein of creativity and encourage collaboration and encourage individual achievement as well. They're both important.
1: Absolutely. And it also encourages first-time work um, for people to put up their first work. It encourages people to stay active because I think that's what drew me into Made in the West in the first place is that I felt like it was such a safe environment to put up my first film that I did in isolation. Like I did that in the pandemic and I was like, you know what? I know that this might not have been a multi-million dollar budget film but I know that it's still work and it was yeah. so lovely for you guys to include that in there and I think um it was great to see student films um get seen for the first time.
0: Mm.
1: It's incredible.
0: I yeah, love all, it. All of this content gets housed together like there are some really high like, there's high production value films that go into May in the West.
1: Oh this absolutely
0: but it doesn't it, the thing i like about the festival one well, there's many things i like about it but there's one thing in this thing in particular is uh that if you don't need to have the highest budget film to win like normally it's it's a money ball game right if you've got more money you can do a bigger story and be more uh, grab more attention but i think there's something about made in the west and the cross section of content the cross section of genre that you can attack that award through so many different angles and yeah and I think um, yeah, it's really level playing field as well. So it's an accessible playing field, but it's a level playing field. You're That's getting- what's
1: so great. Yeah. Because I think content is king with you guys. It's always going to be content first. And it's really all about execution. I think that like what I did with my phone, you mm. can do anything, mm. you know, and I love that you guys care the most about story first. I feel like it's really story driven.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, make what you want, man that's what it yeah. is it's like you don't need an object to dance around or something that signifies this content to this festival it doesn't need that kind of tie. the it mm-hmm. actually needs is geographic and and then and in the culture of western sydney as well because there's a there's massive microcosms of culture through western sydney some of them overlap some of them haven't even seen each other before you know there's, there's such yes. a vast contrast
1: Oh yes, I think that we you know with most festivals I've been to there's never been something that was western sydney focused but there is so much talent. Mm. There's so much talent here. When I went for the first time last year, it was mind boggling at how at what talent was brought to the festival from this from western sydney. It's great.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like uh I I we started out like on milk crates with a $200 projector you know and that was 10 years ago um you know in the rocks in a rundown cinema you know a dilapidated cinema in the back of the Roxy hotel in Parramatta that's where the festival started and now it's into this like um you know this world-class content um shot a multi-million dollar DCP sort of setup and um yeah I, it, well for those folks out there DCP digital cinema package sometimes I do that sorry about the abbreviations Um, but that's that's what it is it's it's the brass ring when you look at it from a content point of view if you're a filmmaker you want to have your film on a big screen with people in front of it like that's it's just the basics or basic economics of uh, uh, filmmaking and watching
1: yes and there's something so magical I i truly really I know that I get very sentimental but Mm -hmm. I think when I go to the cinema or if I go to a movie theater it's like this electric energy I feel that we get as filmmakers, because there's something so special about seeing work up on the big screen. You know, there's Mm. a sentimental value to seeing your work that big and Mm. to see people's reaction. And, I Mm. I mean, the best thing ever is hearing the audience laugh at the moment that you wanted them to. Mm. As an actor being on stage, when when the joke lands, you know, it's like a switch turns on. You go, yep, okay, I got this. There's a certain confidence that you get from that.
0: Yeah, you get um you get a confirmation. Yes. You get writing confirmation from it. So you, you work you work as a writer and you then get you get to figure out, well, that works. And you actually get to see parts of your writing that you mightn't have discovered before as well. Yeah. You might have had a beat or a timing or a or a concept in your work that got a laugh or got a got a cringe, whatever it was, whatever response it was. Yeah. And you didn't you, know, you don't normally recognise all of those triggers through your content. So it's interesting to see, a, especially a live audience. Um, I, one of my favourite pastimes of Made in the West is watching filmmakers watching the audience. So I'll, I'll go and I'll you'll watch, if you see me, you'll see me watch um, when I have a moment. in the West. Whenever I have a spare moment, you'll see me standing in the middle of the cinema looking back at the audience looking for filmmakers. Um, it's just something I do uh, because then that sort of is a, no, it's an environmental indicator. To see where you're at to see how the filmmakers and the artists are experiencing it um yeah i don't know we just built the festival we wanted to go to prudence we just built the festival that we wanted to go to we went to other people's festivals and we're like i reckon this could be a way better celebration i just do you,
1: know, you tap into something so special there because that is exactly my motto make the content you want to see stop make and you know I went through this whole period of my life where I was like okay so I need to make this for this person yep that's great and all but when I shook that off and I realized that I needed to make the content that I wanted to see I realized how many other people were also after that same kind of content and that's how I came up with my channel that's how I came up with the series I'm currently working on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we can talk about that later.
0: We'll get into but... that one. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. We'll get to plug, we'll, we'll plug the series for sure. Oh,
1: no, we're not going <laughs> to plug it yet. No, it's not out yet. It's oh, no, shit. Okay, all right. No,
0: we're at, we're at like, um, we're talking about the fact that there is one, not that there is one.
1: No, it's in development. <laughs> it's currently in debt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's that's how I came up with everything. Like, even the music that I write, I write the music that I want to hear. Mm. And there are people who want to watch that. And there's, some, there's an audience for Made in the West. Think about how many... There's nothing... Like, there's no Western Sydney filmmaking festival that I had heard of before this.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, although we have heard a few competitors. They do pop up. Um, but... Um... Uh, with normally most festivals last three years. So being in the game for um, over a decade now, um, my experience is most festivals last three years. Um, There's two things that you need. There's like, I figured out, well, I figured out a few things you need. One, you need an audience. Without audience, there's no generation of income to keep the festival going. Um, You then need to decide how you generate that income. It's an important decision. Uh, It's an important decision how you generate income because it will leave your stakeholder feeling different, depending on where you intersect them with money. Like, with, like if you, you don't need to buy a ticket to go to Maine the West. It's free. To keep something free is really hard. <laughs> it's really yeah. hard. It's the yeah. hardest thing for Maine in the West is keeping it free. Every year, there's always a reason for someone to pipe up and go, can we put a ticket sale on this? And there's so many vested interests that want to do that, but then you go, no, it's got to be accessible. If you want more people, you open another, you know, you open up more spaces, create more opportunities to collect income, selling of drinks, selling of food, merchandise, whatever you want to do. But the, the festival remains free. Yeah, hard yeah. to do.
1: Oh, I know. Look, I totally understand how difficult that is. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, um, but, um, yeah uh, but it's totally a recommended experience for people um uh you should we, we, uh, we should move on to your content but let me just plug the uh first of all we, as we've been talking about it if you guys want to know more about it go to uh, mainthewest.com.au and you'll see everything you need you'll see the about us and how to contact us sling us a question we'll be able to answer anything you need um but um um uh, speaking of uh um uh, work you have got this uh series coming up web series or other.
1: well at the moment we are in development for this series so we've had our first um you know few months of writer's room so it's been a bit of a hybrid of it being online and us working at the informational cultural exchange in Parramatta oh yeah
0: I love those guys at ICE yeah absolutely love
1: ICE they're amazing (laughs) shout out to ICE we love you (laughs) Um,
0: I've worked with them for about 10 years on and off through different organizations yeah for sure they're they're a good bunch of people
1: Yes, and they're so supportive of young artists um, and young filmmakers and first work. So, um, you know, definitely big love to them. And we recently have been, um, you know, kind of going into that next stage of development for us, which is working out our series Bible and our pitch deck.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: so there's been a lot of late nights and a lot of revisions being made, especially yeah. yesterday. Um <laughs> so
0: um
1: oh yeah
0: like I'm feeling that pinch I'm feeling that indignation there you've got what I call um application fatigue
1: I've I you know what I have got application fatigue I I truly do because it's like I keep going backwards and forwards and I'm like oh you know I could just like move that slightly I
0: yeah. could just
1: I could just change that asking people's <laughs> opinions <laughs>
0: Well, it gets worse, though, because it it's with story. You're always going to have to negotiate story and you're always going to have to negotiate contract. And this is something that is very, very fine detail. No, you can't do a broad brush on contract. You can't do a broad brush on most story. It has to be intricated. Yes. Yeah. that's what I, we're... I just made up a word, intricated. That will do.
1: Intricated, yes. What's yeah, yeah. the dictionary for? <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs>
1: well, that's the thing is that I'm, I'm hoping that during this project um so i'm eping my project mm-hmm. um as well as directing so i want to be my setup director but i also hope that i can act in my own project too so um the plan is is that i want to integrate a program in there for a high school student to shadow um or get like a high school attachment with my project um yep. because i believe that we do need to encourage our new generation of you know young females, young boys and girls to, um, you know, get more involved in filmmaking. So I really want to make sure that that program is integrated in as part of my application. Mm -hmm. um, And I can inspire someone else to want to do what I'm doing.
0: That's a very good idea. Um, um, You may think on um, days that you're stressed or other people might have opinions that why are you doing that for why are you doing that mentorship should people should be up to themselves to get access to places if they have dreams i should just follow them mm. but in my experience when you trigger young minds especially people from high school that are interested i've done a few festivals for um like high school level sort of film festivals
1: beautiful
0: um uh, in penrith yes. and i've done some mentorship at local high schools for mm. filmmaking and uh even i've been doing that for about 10 years and there was someone that I was a judge on a festival in 2014 yeah. that um, then went to university and then entered Made in the West, you know. So I, I, I see a massive value in um, people uh, putting out that sort of access to younger minds, absolutely.
1: I you know what you're doing, that's so admirable. I love to hear that because if we, if we give those opportunities to those young people who, let's say, might not, have access mm. to, you know, to a family member or to a connection in the industry. We don't I didn't. I'll be honest with you, I didn't have any connections. It was just like fend for yourself, prudence, and that's what <laughs> fend for yourself, like that's that's what we have to do. And that's pretty much <laughs> what I did. I really hope that I can change that because I'd love to inspire especially, you know, where I went to school, if I could inspire another young female Mm. to want to get into directing and for them to see that it's a real job and for them to see that there are opportunities for them out there.
0: That's yeah, totally. what my
1: big goal is.
0: Totally. Um, uh, I think it's been, uh, I think it's 50-50 for people that are females that have won made in the West. Um, so um, it's if it's not, it's like 51-49. It's in that sort of vicinity, um, uh, you know, splitting hairs essentially. Yeah. um but um yeah we, we've gotten a few pats on the back actually from different organizations saying it's really great that you're promoting uh female directors and i'll go well that's lovely but that's not what we're actually doing we're promoting the content just so happens that a, a, that a lady made the content yeah. I, don't, I don't think she won she didn't win because we go oh we need a lady to win this year she won because she only won mate they're um, making
1: great content we don't even need to advertise these girls are making great content
0: Oh mate, yeah. they're hungry. Women are hungry to make film. Like uh, uh, there's, I, I reckon that there is. I can definitely see that out there. Um, there's definitely um a bigger up, uptake in um, females involved in film, and I think um you know just because of um social pressures in the past, um women uh, mm-hmm. tend to be um uh, especially um uh, driven women like are insanely driven. Um, I, I've met women that would be of the persuasion. Well, I've got to work twice as hard as a bloke to get noticed, and you put that mm-hmm. kind of mentality into a creative space you're gonna you're gonna have some terminator filmmakers out there it's just that's just that's just mathematical yeah yeah absolutely
1: absolutely. I think that we need to change that narrative we need to make sure that it's a 50 50 workspace it's safe and they can I think the worst thing we can do is ever put a negative in a creative space because then the creativity just goes and it's squished
0: yeah, there's different, there's different ways you can measure all of this. So I've, I've, I've done um, some deep dives onto um, uh, film creation, directors that were in power at the time versus producers that are in power at the time, what drugs they were on. Um, so you can graph all of these kind of things. Basically, when um, there's a high cocaine usage and directors are in charge, um, uh, films are better. Um, when directors are in rehab and producers figure out the formula, um films are terrible um that's where you end up with things like home alone three um so what <laughs>
1: happened did that happen
0: yeah did no actually, i'm pretty yeah like I, i've only looked through the 70s 80s and 90s but you can sort of graph through those decades about who has control of hollywood at the time and who's making films and making money because you've got those disruptor um directors like if you go back to the 70s of scorsese with thing uh, scorsese coppler um, these people were really disruptive to how films were made. Um, and then you get into the 90s, obviously Cameron and um, uh, people like uh, Tarantino, uh, Guy Ritchie. These people are really disruptive as well. They don't do things that producers normally do. Um, producers will take a formula and go, this formula, this nice safe box of uh, of a film will get box office returns. Um, if you go out there and make a taxi driver, I don't think you're making that with the the full box office in mind, you're making it because you go, I want to make this insane film, you know?
1: Yeah, I think, oh, gosh, that's that's a whole topic of its own that I could talk for an hour about. And I think that, (laughs) yeah, I, I really could. I think really... We need to make sure that, yeah, our content's great, but there is no formula. You can have the perfect filmmaker, the perfect cast, the best story, and it all still flop. There is no formula to this.
0: Yeah. I think right. that so you've spoken like a true director and actor, man. Um, people that have a money mind, they go I've, got to go, I've got to make this movie to make money. And Don't get me wrong, you've got to have an entrepreneurial mind to do and make film. Yeah. But the actual construct of the film itself, the storytelling... That has to be really left to be, you know, um, what the storyteller is saying, what they're trying to tell.
1: Yeah, I think this is where my brain, when I first, you know, a couple of years ago, when I started diving into this, that I realised, yep, you need to focus on the story and focus on your character. Make sure you've got a really great, you know, layered story. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I believe that a lot of films fall flat, maybe because of marketing, and that's where my, you know, producer mm. brain sometimes needs to click into gear, and um, we need to make sure that our films are being marketed properly. So that's
0: true. Yeah, that's true. So um, um, the produ- you know producing side of it, you know, um, doing um, advertising, thinking mm. how that campaign is, the grade of how that campaign is, what what target markets you're going for. These things are oh, all really oh, important. It um, is absolutely.
1: Well, with Lipstick, this is the the series that we're working on. It's an eight-episode, half-hour, you know, we're looking at a young adult audience. And when we were looking at the overall, you know, package that we're doing, we spent an entire session just on how we want to market this, Mm. just on marketing, taglines, how we want the posters to look, Mm. concept art for this. It's so important. And if we let that fall under the radar then who's going to watch it
0: yeah that's true uh there's no point in making a movie if there's no one to watch it yeah um so there is that there is that tug and fro though like you know that where is where does the artist end and the entrepreneur start uh it's an interesting question
1: i believe they hold hands
0: yeah they they walk in unison they
1: walk in unison (laughs) together and sometimes one's walking faster than the other
0: (laughs) That's I don't know. I think. I think. I think my money. The 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 economic me turns to the creating me, going, "Why are you doing this, man? This sounds expensive." Um, oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> my bank account says that too. It's like, no, no, and I'm like, yes, good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I reckon I've, I've I've got my odds up. I'm winning one out of three these days. So I do a project, one out of three, of them's making money. So yeah, yeah, I reckon as, that's better than better than my last average.
1: Look, as we mature. I think those two sides of us slowly start to, you know, move together. Um, but I think in early career, like, yep, I'm going to do an entire film, CGI. <laughs> the entire thing. And then you're like, okay, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that.
0: Oh, look, I'm just waiting for the Roscoe um, economic singularity. That's what I'm waiting for. That, that, that full merger of horizons. That's what Oh, I'm yeah. yeah. I'm waiting
1: for a film entirely done with, like, mocap. Green screen type thing.
0: (laughs) Well, I do do actually have one sort of like that coming up. I've got to talk to a green screen guy or maybe a special effects guy to do this one scene in a movie that I'm directing coming up soon. Oh, I'm very um, excited. Yeah, no, it's a sci-fi. I'm going back to sci-fi. Normally I do like gangster, Western Sydney gangster films, but now I'm doing um, a sci-fi. So that should be fun.
1: Interesting. I love the idea of that. I'm living for it. Yeah, like Star Trek in Parramatta or something.
0: Like. Oh, no, no, no nothing, that, nothing that good. It's more, um, it's more, uh, I know recent time sort of stuff. It's kind of like a they're in the Matrix but on a ship and they don't know they're on a ship. Yeah.
1: I love the idea of that. I heard the yeah. Matrix had some fantastic special effects done. In oh, no, but there's
0: no Matrix. They have this second life that they leave. Uh, look, I don't want to give too much away of the project, but it's called Microcosm. So they, live inside of the machine and they, you can't figure out if it's the machine or not. And, you know, they're on a date, then they die and then there's a problem with the ship and then they got to go eat magic mushrooms on Proxima Centauri. It's a really long story that goes to seven minutes.
1: Sounds like a casual Friday night for me. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I, I can't wait to get to watch this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like my partner, she's, she said, like, how are you going to get this insane story out in seven minutes? I said, read the script. Read this and tell me you don't get it. And then she read it, she goes, I get it. I'm like, it's totally shootable, easy budget film, lots of intricate ideas done in seven minutes. So I reckon going will blow it out to nine. Might do a budget okay. film.
1: Has it been shot yet?
0: No, nah, I'm, 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 I'm starting the preliminary on it now, but then COVID happened. Ooh, ah. COVID thing. Um, um,
1: we can all <laughs> say that COVID happened. Like I had a project and then COVID happened and then <laughs> now yeah. it's on hold.
0: Oh yeah, but that's interesting though. Like um COVID's a double-edged sword. It's like it can knock it can knock your house out, right? It can put your lights out. Mm. It can also put your lights on. It's a really, it's a really um weird thing. Like with Made in the West, um all of our sponsorship withdrew in one week. So we we're like, fuck. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so they're like, my baby, they they shot my baby. My <laughs> <Your> baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to save my baby. So I talked to my team and I said, look, we've got, all right, so we've got no money, okay. Um, The money that we were depending on is obviously not there. Can't sell the advertising space. Everyone is in Corona fear and they've withdrawn their money from everything, including us. So I was like, we don't have any money, but we've got time. So we use time to our advantage. So we made like a six part series about resurrecting content from 2014 to 2018 so we got to run older content i just did some hostings for it drew some more attention to the website and drew more attention to the um the youtube channels and yeah then by that we signed two content brokering deals because we built that so people saw what we did and they've gone oh can you do that for us so we're like yeah no worries um so we did that we did a, a joint venture with riverside theaters which was really cool
1: i love riverside
0: yeah, we did a digital festival for them. So it was called Made uh, Made in the West Shorts. And, I saw um, it. Yeah, and we resurrected some uh, older content and, um, you know, brokered that for our filmmakers. So um, it was really really cool to get some paid content done for Western Sydney filmmakers. Um, but that came out of COVID because if we didn't have COVID, we wouldn't have made the six-part series. That wouldn't have got that attention. We wouldn't have had the pipeline to make such content because it yeah. already built the template. So you just basically take the structure out, repopulate the structure. Like we were talking before, you're admin, you don't need to redo it all, it's all done. So well, Yeah.
1: I think that Covid really did force us to think out of the box and I think it opened up the world. It really did. Hmm. With before Zoom, you know, like we had to actually go in person to meet somebody in the States or the UK, but it's been such a blessing that we've been able to open up the world. The world is now accessible to everyone, and that's yeah. so great that you made, you know, lemons uh, lemonade out of lemons that's fantastic to hear
0: yeah yeah totally uh, and it wasn't just the first thing there's a whole bunch of things with the festival we ended up making a magazine this year yes yeah and we've done um uh we did uh, a marathon we did an online film festival so made in the west is now online so we expanded mm. from 20,000 people to 100,000 people and that was in the first year so uh, i can't wait to see what comes out the at the end of the pipeline this time? Because the pipeline's still there. We're just running the same same thing we did last year. All the architectures there. We just repeat it.
1: Yeah, and imagine how big it's going to get this year.
0: Oh, oh man, like we're we're a little we we are terrified. Um, we <laughs> um, we uh, we're definitely got. I can't mention too much about that at the moment. Um, but we are going through uh, a big growth at the moment in Maine and the West. Uh, so watch this space. We'll have some more announcements in about a year to 18 months. So it's pretty exciting
1: what's Whoa. going on at the moment. I'm very excited to hear all of that's this.
0: But all out of COVID. Uh, we, we went from yeah. having all of our funding withdrawn to having all of our funding reinstated and more. And in the interim we we we, we tripled the size of the festival. So that's what COVID gave us.
1: Look, um, you know, we need to just trust the process trust the process sometimes and say, I'm going to ride this wave for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. We all went through the same thing. Yeah. And I think that's quite a uh, calming to know that you're all in the same boat.
0: Yeah, totally. We're all in this lifeboat together. Yeah. And, um, I think, um, I know, uh, we don't get me wrong. It wasn't that COVID just gave it to us. We, we, mm-hmm. we turned the problem into an opportunity Yes, and and then managed to navigate through a, a COVID safe festival in between. Don't ask me how we did that. That's an insane amount of work. It's, it's, I think I need to do a couple of shots of bloody tequila talking about it. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, it was it was definitely a very choreographed dance because when I went in, I remember all of us were like, we had our little bands and then we kind of got ushered to the next point point, then ushered inside and then we had to sit. We weren't yeah. allowed to move. Just yeah. sat with our water yeah, waiting we, for the festival to start.
0: I had a saying with the staff, actually. I said, um, um, uh, if you've got a drink, you need a seat. So that's the nice way of saying to someone without being rude. Um, yeah. And we use that vernacular all the way through the festival. You, if you just remember, if, you, if you've if got a drink, you need a seat. And yeah. we turned, we made it lyrical. Got a drink? Need a seat. Hey, you there, with a drink? Need a seat. you no <laughs> I need a seat. I love photograph that. that person. Yeah, don't If you're at a COVID-safe event with a drink in your hand, you're not going to get photographed. Just saying, okay? Everyone you drops the drink. <laughs> You want to photograph at a festival in uh, this day and age, put your drink down, you'll get your photo taken. We won't take photos of anyone that's holding a drink.
1: Yeah. Don't want photographic evidence of
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh, well, we didn't want it, you know, because you've got a responsibility to the, the, the venue, you've got a responsibility to the festival, the festival goers, the filmmakers, a lot of responsibility there. So you've got to yeah. do things properly. Totally. Um, oh well, we went to other people's festivals, saw that did COVID safe, and we're like, they're not doing anything. Um, but we we will do it properly. Yeah. We'll do it properly um but um uh oh speaking of which as well like um hangouts um we've recently started up um the online networking event which we affectionately call one uh which is an acronym one, ONE uh online networking event um, um and we're talking about um uh access to um uh, people on zoom i think you have been to a couple of these actually the networking events we do on zoom and
1: they are the highlight of my day. I love going to these events and seeing you and Misty. And I've made so many friends now. I love them.
0: Yeah, they're really cool. Like They're accessible. Like, we had people from California, um, San Francisco, um, in the film industry talking to us in Australia. It was really cool. <laughs>
1: It's amazing. I love coming to them and it's so great to to hear about what's happening in the film industry in all different parts of the world. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, to not only connect with people but also make, you know, some really great genuine friendships.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I, we didn't think it was going to get any legs, actually. We thought we were just going to be a whole bunch of nerds sitting around talking film. Uh, turns, out, turns out it was a whole bunch of nerds uh, sitting around talking film, which was really cool.
1: Oh, Yeah. I used to think it would just be, I used to feel so isolated, you know, and from these events on Zoom, it's made me realise, oh, so it's not just me. Like, there's a thousand nerds out there that we can all do Zoom with. I can geek out for four hours with you guys and no one's going to think I'm weird.
0: Yeah, that's Great. true. That's true. That's very true. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, like, we did the, a big shout out to Maddie C. Vella. actually. We do the um, uh, Western Sydney Filmmakers Hangout, which is usually at the Park Royal um in uh, Parramatta yeah so we do those hangouts but um not everyone always wants to go to a hangout so that's more of a social event I think with the and don't get me wrong there's a social aspect to the online networking event but there's also a structure it's a structured event so um I we basically had a we had a really cool meeting about the structure of that um uh meet and greet because it's actually a pathway it's a choose your own adventure that's we've used a TV model and adapted it to a choose your own adventure and then adapted that to zoom. Yeah. Um. So it's a really bizarre formula that we used to do that, but um, we found it really entertaining, like surprisingly entertaining. Uh, we took something that's really corporatey because zoom's pretty corporatey um, and we turned it into something that was a bit more aesthetic and a bit more pleasurable. I liked
1: it. I think that um, it's different to a, you know, more, um, I guess, social environment, because sometimes there are people who are a little bit more shy or intimidated, and it lets those people make a connection to someone that they might not have in real life. So there is a massive positive to that for some people.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. I think, um yeah, uh, well, that's one thing I realized, like, um, not everyone wants to go out and have a pint or have a, have a gin and tonic. They want to just um, stay at home and and, and meet with people so there's different personality types that we've tapped into so that's really exciting for me i just um yeah i just didn't it's just one of the things i had a blind spot to and i'm really glad that we sort of stumbled upon that in, in in this way but again comes back to covid we would never have used that platform in that sense with that sort of thinking if it wasn't for covid and i, I don't think we would have enticed anyone to come along to something like that if it wasn't for covid
1: yeah, I'll, I and look like I love the way that you guys um sk- well did the whole choose your own adventure. I mm. thought that it was um it was innovative. I've never been to something like that before where we got to choose what we wanted to do.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, there's this one question though in there that's a, it's like it's right at the end. It's a Roscoe question, and it mm-hmm. says you've got seven minutes to come up with a seven-minute film, and one of you have to pitch it. So seven people have to come up with a seven minute film and then pitch it so you have seven minutes seven people seven minutes to come up with a seven minute film so i called it the triple seven question and um no one ever picks it i'm like i wish everyone like everyone would vote for that one i wish i would because i reckon there'd be really cool things that come out of it
1: well now i know i'm gonna have to pick it (laughs) so when you see one vote it's gonna be from pb and you will know
0: well, make sure that you're out there rallying for it. You're like, you know, you gotta, you got to pipe up and say, hey, make sure you choose this one, man. This is the 777 question that I've heard about.
1: Don't you worry. I'm going to be like, guys, okay, everyone in my breakout room, we're going to pick this question, okay? <laughs> we're going to win.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, uh, <laughs> other than uh, lipstick, have you got any other uh, projects that are on the boil? Are you currently finishing any projects or starting any new other, uh, other new ones?
1: See, at the moment, I'm I'm running. I totally feel you when you say running a business because that is what I'm doing. So I'm currently working on my channel. Mm-hmm. So channel videos once or twice a week. So I do one YouTube short, one long form video on there yeah. um, on music, art, film, or video games once a mm-hmm. week. Then I have original music that I'm going to start launching next, like a Triple J unearth feel. So okay. I'm going to upload just a single and see how that goes so um i produce my own music for myself so get into that so we've got that the music i'm working on eping directing acting in my um film that i'm currently pitching wow very scary stuff Um, and then on top of that i am finishing up my international portfolio for work so i can apply for some incentives i should say some government incentives for yeah, okay. creators yeah. you know what
0: i mean yeah i know exactly that path um people are always showing those on i mean you should apply for this ross you do this you do that um you know like i don't know like uh halfway through working on an album with the band um about to go and direct a movie doing the content'm mm-hmm. doing an hour uh, half an hour to an hour of content every week for the podcast yeah. um yeah it does it, it and, and then you've got to organize all that so I do that's what i mean it resonate with your content i could see behind the scenes that you must do a lot of work to put it together. I think you've got a very tidy page, actually. Oh, I think I lost you. Oh, thank you
1: so much. There's, (laughs) yes, thank you so much. There's quite a bit of that, um, honestly, like there's a lot of, effort as i'm sure you are aware of mm. how you brand yourself or present yourself online and i've gone through so many revisions of even my channel banner does that look like some, something that they would want to click on or even my intro where i you know have the the record playing and the coffee cup going it's things like that that take so much time that mm. a lot of people
0: i don't know i, I get think- cynical about these things Prue i get cynical oh, I, I why cuz i like i like i like you i've put a lot of work into my front page i've got like a an intro video for newcomers, an intro video for, um, returners, yeah. um, you know, set up the channel pages where you recommend other channels. I've got different streams of content, a variety of different content. Um, but I don't think, I don't know, people just don't go to home pages. Like I don't, unless you're a YouTuber, I don't think you go to home pages. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I think people, they obviously interact with the content. Um, yes. I see likes and comments in there, but I don't know. I, I just I just feel cynical I don't know if anyone looks at all of the work that I've done I just don't know you know
1: I I have been down that road before and I can say that you know in the beginning like I'm still in the early stages of my career but I think now that things are starting to pick up I guess Mm -hmm. they 100% do it people eat with their eyes you know like and they want to see something that, that is aesthetically pleasing, you know, and they make that decision so quickly, you know, within the first two seconds of looking at your content, whether they're going to subscribe or whether they want to see your film or listen to yeah. your music, you know. So it's every cent, every single second counts. Yeah, so totally. don't ever think it goes to
0: waste. Yeah, I know, I know, I don't know. I just uh, don't give me all the like designing it, but then I go, this part of me that goes, I've done all these tags. And this video and then i have done and, and then sometimes i don't put tags or anything on it the video does really well and then i put tags on it and then it goes bonkers it goes really well uh sometimes i tag the shit out of stuff and it doesn't doesn't go anywhere it just depends on who's watching what at what time and what people are looking for um yeah i think i don't know my car content does the best when i do stuff about cars i'm moving into telescopes next that's my next one we're going to do some telescope content
1: okay <laughs> telescope content is that on your roscoe page or is that on a separate one?
0: Oh no i'll put it i'll back it on still searching as well so um okay I, okay i'm an avid um uh, astrophotographer so i take photos through different devices through different telescopes oh, so wow. i'm um, buying a new telescope soon but i like to get this i like to take the shittiest thing yep. and get a really good image out of it so i've got the best one I've done is like a, a four-inch telescope, you know, one of those old sort of four inches <laughs> like that. And I've stuck a phone on the end of it, and you know, gotten got a photo of the moon. Oh my god! Do you know, just,
1: <laughs> just popped into my head. Oh. I know this is so bad. I was like, "This is a Nokia 64. You will not believe." Yeah, that's it. you can get.
0: <laughs> I like to find the shitty. Like to get a re- like. I like to get a really good image some out of some really shit equipment. it's like i guess the philosophy is it's like taking a a really small hatchback and then taking it on a racetrack and absolutely flogging it till the doors fall off
1: oh that's that's a good idea (laughs) i love this yeah
0: that's why i say it it's like over revving your phone you know um, oh you know what
1: you've given me idea okay i'm gonna take the first iphone like a the iphone um, 3g the iphone no. 1 and make a film with the iphone 1.
0: <laughs> yeah that's it like make see what you can get out of very little that's what uh, that's what i like but at the other end of it i like to um, uh, the next upgrade i'm doing like you pretty much need to own your own personal like um observatory to beat it like that's the that's where i'm going next so 16 inch Dobstonian telescope is my next endeavor
1: well when you achieve that um Give me a call. I'd love to see that picture.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. I felt really bad though. I felt bad for my neighbours. Uh, the other, remember the lunar eclipse that was recent? We had a lunar eclipse. Yes, we did. So I, I hooked up a, um, a, 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 a like an iPhone eight to an eight inch. No, sorry, a six inch Dobstonian telescope. And I'm yeah. out in the front lawn looking at the moon. And my neighbours yeah. were out in the front lawn. And they go, "What are you doing, Ross?" I said, "I'm looking at the um, at the." Uh, Blood Moon, and I had a little remote hooked up to the phone, a little Bluetooth so you can take photos. I'm taking photos as I'm talking to them and I'm zooming in going, this is really amazing. And they were sort of queuing like, can we come have a look? But I didn't give them an angle to come and have a look. I'm like, well, you guys have a good night and I'll see you later. And then I walked inside realising, oh, they probably wanted to have a look through the telescope and I was being really rude. And I've just walked inside with all my gear going, you have a good night, see ya. (laughs) like yeah bye yeah bye oh, do
1: you know you have given me such an idea i know this is take this in the right way but it would be so funny to make like a mockumentary about this like oh, totally. about a guy who's just like man i'm gonna take the best photo of the stars with this 3ds camera yeah, yeah. you should see what i can take <laughs> that would be so funny
0: yeah only i may look at the telescope yeah yes
1: yeah. Not you, peasants. Only me. You could do so much with that.
0: Yeah, I reckon. I reckon I've just come up with a short film uh, comedy right there.
1: I honestly, I think I'm going to take that idea and run with it. Made in the West, 2021. Get ready. I'm not <laughs> kidding you. I would totally do this. <laughs> uh,
0: well, look, I, I, just I, mean, I think it's about time to wrap up. So um, let me um, uh, just let our viewers know, let our listeners and viewers know where can they find your YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, so you just go to YouTube, www.youtube.com forward slash Prudence Bernadette.
0: Yeah, or um, actually I, re- I reckon a good way is I just type Prud- uh, Prudence Bernadette into the internet and you were the number one, I think. Yours- There's
1: only one.
0: There's only one, so yeah, definitely. There aren't many definitely Prudences, <laughs> old
1: lady name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but be sure to go out and check out uh, prudence's website hey uh, it's been really good having you on um uh, the show i really enjoyed uh, our, our time together
1: oh me too and um i hope i can come back this was so much fun
0: yeah totally um it'd be great uh come by and do a studio interview or we can do another zoom one.
1: Oh, oh let's do it in real life i miss some human interaction
0: yeah there's this as i said the studio experience is different they're both fun but the studio is is I don't know you get to see someone's body language you got them you're really locked into each other yeah um, you know, I've got the producer there that can just pull stuff up on the internet for us so we can talk about absolute crazy shit and then confirm it later. Um, so yeah it, it's just a different experience.
1: Super excited for that. let's do it.
0: all right I'll, I'll add you into my spreadsheet further down the list and I um, hope
1: I'm in that spreadsheet
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're it's on the be. hit list. You're, you've been on hit list for a while. I have a, a spreadsheet of targets and people. Uh, I have different columns, people that are suggested to me, people that I've been seeing their content or um, uh, particular musicians or actors, directors. Um, yeah, so I've got to go through the list and then book people as the year goes on because everyone's always busy.
1: Oh, well, look, I will always make time for Rusko and train. Always. <laughs> I, it's always in my spreadsheet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's, the, that's definitely the, uh, the saying of the week. I'm going to adopt that. Uh, when Misty does something really cool, I'm going to go, Well, that's in my spreadsheet, mate. You're, you, that's you're good in my model.
1: spreadsheet. You're good oh, yeah. <laughs> Use it. That's fine. Copyright, Prince Benedict 2021.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, um, <laughs> Royalties paid to uh, PA Box. Um, but anyway, <laughs> once again, Prince, thank you for being on the show.
1: Not a problem.
0: And uh, guys, you've been watching the Pagey Train. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Amazon, iHeartRadio, YouTube, um, and basically anywhere you find podcasts. Just type the page you Train in and I'm sure you'll be the first ranking uh, that comes up. You've been watching the page Train, and we'll see you next time.
1: On my spreadsheet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, what a, what a sign off. Um, that was really cool.
1: Yeah, that was so much fun. I am <laughs> super pumped to do this again and also to, um, yeah, like see what happens with your short film and the telescope.
0: Yeah, yeah, that should be all right. So there we go. Um, it's going to be some time now. I've got to do some things. We've got a lot to do, but that's my next target. Yeah. Um, I better push stop on the record actually.
1: Maybe.
0: Yeah, push stop here. And I was got. I had a suggestion for you.